Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. Somebody clap your hands. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. It's a privilege and an honor to be in the house of the Lord. Worship and praise the Lord with us this morning. Hallelujah.
Your loving kindness has never failed me. Christ before me, Christ behind me. Remember love. Remember Say Christ before me. And Christ behind me. Your loving, your loving has never failed me. Christ before me. Take the broken things and 
church let's just give the lord a round of applause this morning he's our champion this morning hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah hallelujah oh may we thank you this morning oh god 
We give you glory and honor this morning, O oh God. We worship you because you're worthy to be praised. Amen, 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 amen. The Lord bless you. you. May be seated if you can. Praise God. Hallelujah. We worship you this morning, O oh God, because you're great and greatly to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. We greet you all this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. So glad to have everyone in the house of God to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Truly, O oh God, is great and greatly to be praised. Our online congregation, we greet you this morning. We pray God bless you all this morning. Amen. And for those of us that are in the house of God this morning, so glad to see everyone that take the time out to be with us this morning to worship the Lord with us. I guarantee you this morning that if you make up in your mind that you're not going to leave the same way you came in, something's going to happen to you. But you're going to have to have a make-up mind that, God, you got to do something for me. You're going to have to make it personal for you. Whatever is going on in the hours that we're living in and the time that we're living in, if it don't affect you, it's because you don't want it to affect you. Amen. We get caught up in a lot of things in our world today, and it affects us. Why? Because we allow it to affect us. But what we need more than ever to affect us is to have a closer walk with God, because that's the only thing that's going to keep us to the end. Amen. Amen. We love you all. We thank you for being with us this morning. We're going to invite Brother Tom. He's going to come up with a few announcements at this time. Praise God. Good morning, church. We have a whole bunch of stuff going on this month, so I have a whole bunch of dates. But I'm going to throw out to you this. We have our dates on the calendar that is on our website. And so if you get overloaded with all the things I'm going to say, you can go there. And it's there with the times and all the locations and that kind of thing. Today's the last uh, and final review session for CSTI. A week from today, uh, well, actually on Saturday of this coming week, and then Sunday next week, we're going to take our final exams, and this year's term will be over. I'm saying all that mainly because I'd like to invite you all again to come join us. Uh, we do it virtually. It's on Sunday afternoons right now. We may even discuss doing it on a different day, but the bottom line is, is that we're doing it virtually. And so you can do it from your living room if you'd like, and come join us and come and study with us. It's a great experience. Um, a college-level Bible study, and um, some of us are about to graduate, which is pretty cool. Um, next, uh, uh, excuse me, we have a men's event that uh, is getting planned for uh, Friday the 11th. We're still doing some planning on that. I don't have a venue. I don't have an exactness, but men, you know, I'll send you a, a, a note and let you uh, come join us. We'll figure out exactly what we're going to do and where we're going to go. Um, we have something coming up um, in the week ahead. Not this week, but the following week, we're going to do a Zoom family meeting. We've done a few of those. Um, that's a great way for us all to gather together. Um, one of the things that's going on right now, one of the things that uh, is transpiring, I guess I could say, um, we've stepped forward in the fundraising, the stewardship campaign for uh, being able to accumulate the funds that are needed for a new building. And so committees have been formed and um, strategies to go forward to um, access the community and do what we need to do to be good stewards to uh, acquire this building. Those who have committees and have um, been assigned tasks for this upcoming event um, <clears throat> are going to talk with us during the Zoom family meeting 
and present how their committee will work and if you'd like to join. You may want to, uh, to join in on something like communications or public relations or some of the publicity events that we have going on. You may want to be involved with um, other aspects of the campaign, and you'll hear all about that. Tuesday the 15th, 7 o'clock, and uh, there'll be other things on that particular night. However, um, all of the committee members are going to present. We have a really big day um, uh, for Christ Center Church on Saturday the 19th. Uh, we will have outreach first thing in the morning uh, at 9.30 that day. One of the things that we're doing is we're partnering with the Hamilton Health Department. We are going to offer this space as a COVID vaccine center, um, which is really neat. Uh, they're going to offer the Moderna and the J&J um, vaccines, and there's also been a uh, special arrangement made for, it won't be administered here, but um, young ones that are 12 and up who want to get the Pfizer, we're going to make that available as well. And so um, that's going to be from 9 to 12 on the 19th. And then um, later on in the day on um, at 6.30 in Jersey City, um, Brother Scarlett and his group for the, in the multicultural effort for um, the district are going to have a rally. Uh, it's going to be a great event. We will um, again do our music and audio seminar for the kids, uh, the, and, and well, actually everybody that's involved in the music. Um, that's a virtual meeting that's going to happen on Sunday the 20th, so remember that. And then I want to share with you that we have some special guests that have come to see us at the end of the month. Um, Pastor Darrell Weber, he's been here many times. Uh, he, the, he and his wife are coming back. They are church growth um, really experts, really. And so we, we bring them in to be able to share their expertise with us. And so uh, we'll, there'll be more on that, but just know that we have a, um, a special weekend. It won't just be a one event. There's a Friday and a Saturday I just have a feeling they're going to be here on that Sunday, so we'll see. <laughs> um, the picnic that we've been talking about is um, still on, uh, still on at uh, Veterans Park on the 31st in July, and uh, more details to follow. But that's only about a month away, which is pretty neat. Finally, um, online viewers, um, you're not able to see this, but we've taken one step forward in returning back to normal. Uh, while we were doing um, the, the beginning of this uh, um, return back to normalcy, we changed all our roads. We had all kinds of different arrangements. We now have straight roads. We have, we're back to sort of our regular. And so this is for everyone in the house. Um, the ushers will be up front to collect the offering. Um, you all will dismiss, as you will, towards the outside. Come forward to make your offering. And then as you return back to your seats down the center, just be careful of the camera apparatus. Patrice will be happy about that. Have a great day. Amen. Come on, give the Lord another round of applause this morning. It's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Tom, for the announcement this morning. Amen. You know, while Brother Tom was there saying, um, you know, we get back to a normal with our chair, you know, the thought that came to me that the only thing that lasts forever is salvation. You know, all the things that we go through in life, it's just temporal. You know, it's just for a season. 
And, you know, uh, this is why we got to serve God. Because when we serve God, that's the only assurance that we have that that's what's going to help us to make it to the end. Amen. Everything that happens around us is just going to be vanities of vanities. Amen. Amen. It's going to come to pass and everything is just going to be all either withered away, disappeared, or it's no longer. But when you serve the Lord with all your heart and with all your mind, that's the only thing that's going to help you to make it through to the end. Amen. Amen. So it's offering time. Come on, one more time. It's offering time. Amen. We ask you to, you know, give the best that you can unto the Lord. You know, we continue to, um, you know, acquire a building. We're trying to get a building, um, as you all know. And um, we're trying to raise 1.7 million. And, um, you know, again, if someone wants to be a blessing, if you know someone that want to be a blessing to us, you know, feel free to, um, you know, recommend them that, you know, there's a small congregation on in Mercer County in Hamilton Square that need a building, that need $1.7 million. And if you can bless us with it, we'll be welcome to say that came from so-and-so or, you know, Mr. So-and-so or Honorable So-and-so or, if you please, so-and-so or so-and-so. So be a blessing if you know so-and-so. Amen. Amen. God is so good. Amen. Amen. When, when, you, when you serve God, you know, God can make what seems impossible possible. Amen. And that's the kind of God that we serve this morning. Amen. So we're going to invite you to stand with us this morning as we continue to worship the Lord in our giving this morning. Praise God. Amen. As Brother Tom had mentioned, the ushers are there, so feel free. Uh, if you want to pay online for an online congregation, you can go to www.my ccc.faith and for paypal you can go to the at sign christ center church and for cash app it's the dollar sign ccc 2711 those are your method of online payments if you're welcome to do so and for those of us that are in the congregation if you want to pay electronically um, we have our electronic card over there and um, you know if you feel led to give a little bit more give a little bit more because it's only in you give in you receive amen so we pray and ask that the Lord will bless you in return and he sure will bless you in return once you give unto his cause amen Bow your heads with us. Father God, we love you. We thank you one more time for your presence in this place. We thank you for everyone that is here this morning. We thank you for our online congregation. We pray and ask you to bless all of us, O oh God, and that we continue to give unto the cause, O oh God. As we're about to receive this morning's offering, we ask your blessing. Bless every givers, those who have to give, those who have not likewise. Make a way so they too can be a blessing. We ask all these things this morning in the mighty name of Jesus as we worship you in Jesus. Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Amen. Just worship the Lord with us. Amen.
Come on, praise the Lord this morning in this house. Come on, if you're glad to be in the house of the Lord, give the Lord some praise. If God woke you up this morning and started you on your way, how about we appreciate him and thank him? Thank you, Jesus. We adore you and appreciate you, oh great God. There is none like you, Lord Jesus. We're grateful. We're thankful. You are our God, and we praise you, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody ever been to a sporting event? If you've been to a sporting event, raise your hand. Sporting event. Sporting event. Come on, sporting event. You've been to a game, sporting event. I don't care if it's major league, little league. All right, we got to see. We got to get some people to a, a game one of these days. When you go to a game, everybody is a part of the game. Uh huh. What are you selling? Popcorn? Popcorn? Get your popcorn. Or are you just a fan? You know? You go! Yay! Or are you one of the players? But everybody at the game is a part of the game. And a lot of times you're at the game, you, you, you're rooting for a team. Well, I want you to think about it this way this morning. We're a part of what Jesus is doing this morning. We're we're, we're where Jesus is, and we are a part of it, and we ought to contribute something to it. Somebody say amen. So contribute this morning in some way. In some way. We're on Team Jesus. We're on Team Jesus. And we ought to root for Team Jesus. And we ought to contribute some way, somehow to Team Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord. I see. um, I I got some word the other day. And I take everything um, in consideration when I hear things. And, um, and, And as I mentioned Thursday... Um, always give your input. If you have suggestion, we have a suggestion box over there. Give your input. Um, as you see, we've taken a step to kind of change the, the, the chairs around, see if we can um, fit more people this way as opposed to what we were doing um, during the restrictions, um, uh, the restrictions that we had for COVID. And so, you know, we, we tend to, we, we talk about these things and we try our best to do what we think is best for our congregation and to keep us safe. And so um, there's a thought um, we've heard um, that folks are saying, um, is it still necessary that we do temperature? I'll let you all decide on that. So at some point in time, put your suggestion in. We'll talk about it with leadership on Tuesday and see if it's important that we still take temperature or we're good. Now, one thing that's tricky, they're doing this all over where they're saying, um, if you have been vaccinated, then um, you don't have to wear a mask or whatever the case may be. And my thought, since they've been doing that, maybe the nurses can correct me, is how do we know who's vaccinated? <laughs> we don't, right? People just decide, I'm not wearing a mask, so you should just know if I don't have a mask on, I'm vaccinated. I guess that's just kind of how it's going. Um, so um, that's the tricky one. So, you know, these are things that we're taking into consideration and praying about, like, how do we know, you know, um, who is good, who is vaccinated, and who is not? 
Um, and so as long as, you know, if we're not 100% vaccinated, I, I think we're always going to give you the option to um, wear your mask or not because it, we don't know who's 100% vaccinated. And so if you want to just make sure you're safe, wear your mask. You know, if you don't want to buy stuff getting on you, you know what I'm saying? We'll still try, <laughs> we'll still try to do our best to, you know, not be as close family members, stay close. And um, those of us that not live in the same household, you know, do your best to still, you know, do a little bit of part. So we'll just keep on massaging this thing. I'll listen to you, whatever you have to say. I'll check with our nurses and obviously continue to follow the CDC guidelines. But as we transform um, and um, try to, you know, work with what um, the lesson of the restrictions are, we'll do our very best. So be patient with us as we try to work through this. Um, we don't want to be, um, you know, irrational and we don't want to jump the gun. Um, as you know, I've been saying COVID didn't go anywhere. Um, what has transpired is, um, we came up with a vaccine, which man, still, still amazing. Um, we came with a vaccine where, you know, we can get vaccinated and we are less of a threat to each other. Um, but people are still getting COVID. Um, um, the best thing about it is, as I said, you know, um, little over a year ago when people received COVID, when they got COVID, <laughs> um, Man, it was scary because you didn't know if they were going to live or not. And um, we've come a long way. And, um, the hospitals know a little bit better what to do. And we have the vaccination. So let's, you know, keep all of that in mind. But, you know, continue to give us dialogue, suggestion boxes over there on all your thoughts about that. We'll continue to meet as we do every week. And we'll discuss these things and see what's the next thing as we move forward. But I appreciate your patience in how everything, um, how you've cooperated with everything and what we are doing. Amen. Well, maybe we need to get in the word of God right now and see what God want to say to us. Amen. And hopefully you'll let God speak to your heart this morning. Um, don't frustrate yourself when it comes down to the things of God. Um, because God works on his time and not your time. And a lot of times we, we want God to do something when we want him to do it. And um, you're not God. God is God. All right? We're not God. God is God. And we got to be careful sometimes when we allow ourselves to get frustrated. And, you know, we want to see something done now with the situation that we're dealing with. And we're tired of this and we're tired of that. And, you know, I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to live however I want because, you know, God ain't coming up and doing what God said he would do. And so we have to be careful with that. Uh, we have to be very careful with wanting to see God do what we want him to do. Um, we don't realize, but sometimes we're this close um, in playing God. We're this close in playing God sometimes. And what do I mean by that? Because when you begin to demand and, and, and want God to do what you think he should do, you're playing God. I mean, if, if you were that good, you would have made everything work out just fine a long time ago. <laughs> I'm just saying. So you just got to be patient with the Lord and let the Lord does what he alone can do and know that he will always work out what's best for you. That's that's probably the one of the most amazing thing about the Lord that you know that he will always do what's best for you. I didn't say he will always do what you like. I said he will do what's best for you. And so sometimes the things that's what's best for you, you don't like it. Right. It's 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 it is in the natural. You know, how many of you eat the right amount of vegetables required every day? 
How many of you exercise the right amount of time required every day? How many of you drink the required amount of water every day? Uh-huh. Didn't think so. But we're supposed to do that. And maybe that's why um, we don't want to trust God because we're not doing what we're supposed to do in the natural, but we're still getting by and we think that's good enough. Uh. Well, let's stand. Amen. Good to see everybody. Our online congregation, I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Everybody that's here this morning, I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank God for you. Grateful that we can come together one more time. Amen. We never know when that day will come where we're not able to come together again. So let's count our blessings and take full, full um, opportunity of what we've been given. And um, let's allow the Lord to do what he wants to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Hallelujah. Hopefully you'll allow the word of God to cause you to respond in obedience. What, what I said, um, with, with, with responsibility, um, with, with a little authority come some responsibility. <laughs> and so if you are a child of God and God has entrusted you as his child, um, there's some responsibility there that you have. And so... Um, let's take um, let's respond to the word of God. We, we need to there's a responsibility to respond. There's a responsibility to respond. Hebrews chapter 13. Amen. Look at this text. It says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. The forever part is pretty interesting. What does forever mean? <laughs> forever? <laughs> it means it's everlasting, right? It it means eternal. It means never ending. That's probably the one there that will get our attention. Never ending. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and it never ends. He never ends. He continues. And so if he's the same yesterday, which is talking about yesteryears, he's the same right now. And he will continue to be the same, never ending, unending. What can we say and what should we say about that? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today. And forever. Jesus, will you show yourself in this place in a special way to us? Will you allow us, Lord God, to experience you like we have not in previous church services where we've come together? Lord, will you speak to every one of our hearts in only the way that you can? Lord, will you, oh God, do what you want as we yield and submit to you. For God, I believe oftentimes you want to work in our life, but we have resisted and we have rejected. I pray this morning, oh God, that your sweet spirit will just touch us in a gentle way where we will become tender 
and sensitive and responsive and obedient to your spirit and to your word. I pray, almighty God, that you will sweep over us in just a special way. And I pray that none of us, Lord God, will be exempt from the touch of your hand, from a real encounter with you today. That all of us today, Lord God, will experience you in a way, oh God, that will bring about change. Will you demonstrate among us? Will you confirm your word with signs following? Will you touch our heart and our hearing to hear and receive from you, Lord God? And Lord God, will you place me in the flow of your spirit and anoint me to speak as your oracle? I need you this morning. We need you this morning. Let none of us, Lord God, be exempt from what we need from you because we need you, Jesus. I pray and ask you these things in Jesus' name. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning on this topic. You can depend on Jesus. You can depend on Jesus. I appreciate the men and women of God. God has placed in my life over the years that has guided me in the word of God that has been a, a great role model in the things of God. That I can watch them, observe them, and, and learn from them. I appreciate them. I still do that today. I'm still grateful for the men and women of God that God has placed in my life or placed me in their life for me to be able to just be better, to, to be a better Christian, to, to grow in my faith, and to be able to learn the, 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 the things of God, because sometimes you're you don't really know all of it because you haven't studied all of it. And so sometimes you just need to be around people that 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 is just modeling and exercising the things of God. It's just so wonderful to look at godly people and learn from them, because sometimes you might not know what to do. You don't know the things, the, the behavior sometimes that, that you should exhibit. And so when you have great men and women of God in, in, around you, that you're around, you can get to see things and pick up on things and be able to implement them in your life. And you, you ought to thank God for that because that's a great blessing. Because those that are not of God can't help you be of God, can't help you to grow in God. And so we ought to appreciate the people of God that are in our lives. Somebody say amen. And when we have come to the place where we have learned how to be godly, how to live as a Christian, a holy Christian, a righteous Christian, the, the behavior we need to exhibit, when we have come to that place, we need to now Model that same example that we were able to see so somebody else can see us. Jesus left here and he left with us his 12 disciples that he trained for them to carry on with the mission. And they watched him for three and a half years. They watched him and they 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 try to model their life after him. They they saw all that he did and they went forward after he left here doing the things that he did. He says, the works that I do, you will do also, and greater works shall you do, is what Jesus said to his disciples and 
to us here today who have become disciples of Christ. And so Jesus modeled the example of what we should be. His disciples modeled them. And now we should be modeling them today. Mm -hmm. It is right that as Christians, we ought to model good Christian examples. Our Christian leaders have much to teach us, which they have, and we can learn much from them. And it's great to emulate them. But unlike any human leaders, Jesus never changes, while leaders sometimes can change. It's all right to put our confidence in people while they're modeling Christ. But all your confidence should be in Jesus. Because if man fail and woman fail, people fail, we know Jesus will never fail. And so while it's right to say, I like how they are as a Christian. They model a good example as a Christian. You should still do that. You should never change that. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. That's a powerful statement because you know what Paul is saying? I got flaws in my life. I can fail. But as long as I'm following Christ, you keep following me. But if I deviate from following Christ, don't follow me. So he left that caveat out there because he knows Follow me as I follow Christ. Because if I deviate from following Christ, you don't want to follow me. So we should follow our Christian leaders. But understand that they can change. They do change. But Jesus never changed. This is no excuse for any Christian to say, well, you know, I can change and I I may fall or I may slip. That's not to give excuse. I am just saying that without any doing of our own, there's nothing we can do about that we're going to change in some way, shape, or form. We're going to change and there's nothing we can do about it, but Jesus never changes. You don't sound like you believe that. Okay. So here is how we can change. Our outward appearance. Did, 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 since you were born, your outward appearance still the same? Just checking. Your opinions that you entertain, or should I say the opinions you entertain, from the time you were a child till now, the things that you entertain, are they the same? Okay. The experiences that you've had, which, you know, experiences normally shapes what we think and what we believe and what we do. The experiences that you've had, did they change you? The character that's forming in you, has they changed? So we change. As great as we can be as people, as much as we can model this Christian example before you, changes will happen to us. But Jesus 
never change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Aren't you thankful that Jesus cannot change? Aren't you thankful that Jesus never changes? I think we take for granted that our Savior never changes because we don't realize we are depending on him and we're trusting in him and we just constantly follow after him realizing that he never changes and we don't realize that's one of the reasons why we keep following him. We don't even realize the reason why we can become Christians. The reason why we can show up here Sundays after Sundays. It's because Jesus never changed. We don't realize that. We, we take that for granted. That because he never changes, we just, we just do what we've always done and never. You know, it's interesting. This is very interesting. We... We tend to overlook the people that are consistent. They don't get a whole lot of credit. They don't get a whole lot of hoopla because they are just consistent. Uh, uh, uh. And we take them for granted. You know what we don't take them for granted? When they no longer around. Uh-huh. That consistent person... Uh, uh, you just know this is what they do. This is where they're going to be. This is how they are. And you know you can just know that they're 100% who they are, never waver in who they are. They just keep going. And we take those people for granted all the time. We get wrapped up with the ones that's... Because here we go, well, I can't, they just, and, and we're just, and we're just all over the place trying to follow the ones that's all over the place. And the ones that's consistent and always on point doing what they're doing, we just overlook them. And maybe that's what we're doing to Jesus most of the times. <laughs> he is so consistent. He is so faithful. He is so on the, always doing what he says he will do that we just probably take him for granted and overlook him. But church, I'm here to tell you this morning uh, that Jesus is just so wonderful and we can depend on him. Let's not take him for granted. That's not taken for granted. You popped up out of your bed this morning and opened your eyes because you can depend on Jesus. <laughs> you, 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 you were in your right mind and begin to put on your clothes this morning. Get yourself together to say, I'm going to go in the house of the Lord because you can depend on Jesus. For all the people that's taking him for granted, this is why sometimes it's almost like he got to just pull the chair. From under some of us. Let me just pull the chair today. Because you're taking me for granted. Let me just pull the chair. Because you're taking me for granted. And I need for you to realize. That if I don't keep the chair there. You won't be able to sit down. So let me pull the chair out today. Listen to me. Imagine. If Jesus was fickle. And vacillating. Changing his character. And plans. Can you imagine. Imagine if today he aids his people and tomorrow forsake them. Can you imagine if at one time he agrees with the virtuous and at another time he agrees with the vicious? Can you imagine if he formed a plan yesterday and abandoned the plan today? 
Can you imagine? Can you imagine if 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 what you see of him, what you think of him, what you know of him, how he's been for all these these, these times that we've existed, he decided I'm tired of being that way because they just not respond in the right way. So I'm just going to be a different kind of God. What would happen to us? What would happen to us if he decides to change because we're not responding the way we need to respond? What would happen to us if Jesus decided to change? We should no longer take for granted that Jesus never changes. We should never, we we should not any longer take for granted that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, church, if we can just stop and realize that he is so faithful and so consistent and so who he is that we can rely on him. We can depend on him. We can trust in him. And we can know assuredly that he will always be who he says he will be. We can depend on Jesus. Yes, we can. We can depend on Jesus. As a matter of fact, guess what? I can't guarantee and you can't guarantee who will be here tomorrow. So as much as we can be glad about those people who are staples and consistent and always being where they're supposed to be and doing what they're supposed to do, there's no guarantee that they will always be there because only Jesus can guarantee us that that he will always be. He will always be. We can't guarantee that of each other. Jesus, we can depend on him. We can depend on him in his person, who he is as a person. We can depend on him, his person. He is the same yesterday and today and forever in his great attributes as being immutable, meaning unchangeable. We can depend on him knowing that he's omniscient. Knowing that he knows everything, that 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 he can read minds, he knows your thoughts are far off. We can depend on him knowing that he's omnipotent, that he is all powerful. We can depend on him because we know he's present all at once, every place. We can depend on him knowing that he's sovereign, that he's all powerful. We can depend on him knowing that he's eternal. Never ending, never ending, never ending, never ending. We can depend on him in his character. He is righteous. He can't can't do anything unrighteous. Can you imagine with us that we feel like people need to get paid back for what they did to us? Can you imagine if Jesus changed and says, yeah, I got to start doing payback. (laughs) Can you imagine? I got to pay you back. He's righteous. He's faithful. He's gracious. He gives grace even when we don't deserve it. He's merciful. You know what mercy is? Not giving you what you deserve. That's what mercy is. I go to court a lot of time asking for mercy for people. And you know how I answer mercy? I usually go and I usually say, Your Honor, I know this person's track record over the years has been terrible. And they have not been a good person. And yes, Your Honor, they they, they just need to 
realize their flaws and what they've done. But Your Honor, I've been working with this person for a couple of years now, and I've seen a turnaround. I've seen a change. So Your Honor, I know today is a sentencing for this person, but will you be merciful, Your Honor, and not give him what he deserves? That's what mercy is. So that's why I know mercy real good. Because if you're supposed to get sentenced to 12 years, I'm trying to go beg mercy so your honor will do three. So the bottom line is mercy is you not getting what you deserve. Because if we got what we deserve, we would be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Jesus never changes. He's always merciful. And so what you deserve, what I deserve, he don't always give it to us. And that's his character. That's, that's, that's not just, okay, I feel like being merciful today. That's his character. He is the same in his word. Whatever he says shall and will come to pass. A matter of fact, he says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. So whatever he has said, whatever he has spoken, it will always be. It won't change. He didn't speak some words and say, oh, snap. You know what? Let me take that back. <laughs> when Jesus uttered the words on our Bible pages over, I mean, well over 20 centuries have passed. And when he uttered those words way back then, today, they're still clear. Today, they're still fresh. And today, they still have the force they had way back then because Jesus never changed and his word cannot change. And so I want to stop right here and tell you, don't trick yourself in thinking that Jesus didn't know the 21st century was coming. Don't trick yourself into thinking that Jesus didn't know 2021 would exist. And, and, and now you're telling Jesus that God, your word says blah, 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 blah. But guess what? It's different now. So we need to do things differently. People are reading this Bible today. I mean, people we hold high esteem. And they're saying, well, that was for back then. You know what you're saying? Jesus don't know the time or the season. Jesus don't know what would have happened. So you know what? This is maybe a little bit outdated. And so, yeah, the stuff that they were talking about back then, nah, it ain't the same today. So you got to use, got to use wisdom. Whose wisdom? Your wisdom or God's wisdom? Because if you're using God's wisdom, ain't anything changing in this. Mm-hmm. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he can't change, which means his word can't change. The Bible says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So the word can't change because the word is who he is. So when you read the Bible, and it's telling us something, be ye holy as I am holy. Man, God, you don't understand. Y'all didn't have social media back then. And so you try to get us to be holy. God, we can't do that. And, and be holy. Man, God, you know, this is not a Sunday. I'm just going to touch this and just run off it because it it's Sunday and I shouldn't be talking about these things on Sunday. We talk about these things in discipleship class. But, you know, when people start to discuss their garments, they like to talk about, oh, back then it, it was pertaining to this. I don't want to hear it. Just keep it to yourself. Because the bottom line is, He's the same yesterday, 
today and forever. If he's requiring you to dress holy back then, he's requiring you to dress holy today. It doesn't change. Right? So you can bring to him all you want. Well, it's 21 now, God. And? That's what he's saying. And? What do you think? I didn't know 2021 was? You don't think the Bible says he created the ending from the beginning. So if you really want to get technical, God created the end before he got to the beginning. So he knew every single thing, every single day, every single circumstance that would take place in our lives in this world. He knew it all because he established all of this. He knows the mind of man. He knows everything that we will ever do. He knows every situation that ever come our way. He knows them all. So don't look for him to change up on something now. And you try to justify by saying, because really what you're saying is God made a mistake right here. Because ain't no way we can do that right now. That's what we say. Ain't no way we can do that right now. Listen to this. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, the word of God says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the divine and asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. The word of God. So the bottom line is, God knows your thoughts. Uh huh. God knows everything about you. And there's nothing about you that God don't know. Because you don't want to obey God. Don't try to make God out to be some bad guy or some guy that don't understand. He knows. And he understands. You just don't want to comply. Uh-huh. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same in who he is in his person he is the same in his character he is the same in his word and he is the same in his works matthew chapter 11 verse 2 the bible says now when john had heard in the prison the works of christ john was in prison john heard the works of christ in prison John sent two of his disciples to Christ. And the two disciples went and said unto Christ, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? This is interesting, because if you know your Bible, you know John the Baptist is the forerunner of Jesus Christ. John the Baptist was born six months before Christ, and he was chosen to introduce the world back then to Christ. He was supposed to be the one to declare and preach the gospel of Christ Jesus. Remember, he's the one that says, um, I baptize you in water, but he that cometh after me <laughs> will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. That's John the Baptist. And then he in prison. Matter of fact, let me say this before I talk about that. When Jesus was coming, everybody was coming to get baptized. They was getting baptized. Repent, get baptized. Repent, get baptized. And all of a sudden, here comes Jesus. John says, behold. The Lamb of God. Nobody knew. John, behold, the Lamb of God. And then all of a sudden, John in prison. And John is saying, hey, go talk to him and find out if he's Christ for real. I wonder why John went down that road. 
I want to help you this morning, church. And what happens is we can depend on Jesus when everything is going good. Because when everything is going good, I'm blessed and highly favored. When everything is going good, Jesus is Lord. When everything is going good, hey, I have nothing to complain about because God has been good to me. That's what we do when everything is going good. The question is, when everything ain't going good, can we depend on Jesus? When everything seems to be cloudy, can we still depend on Jesus? When everything seems to be going in the wrong direction, can we still depend on Jesus? When everything seems to not work in the way we want them to work, can we still depend on Jesus? And that's something we need to think about because the great John the Baptist started having some concerns. But the reason why he was having concerns, I don't know, even know if he really doubted whether Jesus was the Christ or he was so wrapped up in his situation that now he's trying to figure out how he gets out of his situation. Because he was in prison. And here's the, the, the truth of John the Baptist. He knew he was called to be the forerunner. And so he did his job. And now he's in jail, and the one who he was a forerunner for is doing his thing, healing the sick, doing all this stuff. And now John is sitting back saying, whoa, you're telling me my time is up. How in the world am I going to get out of jail? And so John started worrying, because when we start thinking about what we think the outcome should be, and those are not happening, we start worrying. But I want to tell you, whatever you are thinking in your mind, the outcome should be of your situation in that you still need to depend on Jesus. Because sometimes what you think the outcome should be is not what the outcome should be. Because we're not God and only he knows the proper outcome. And so sometimes we're praying, we're fasting, we're calling on the name of the Lord. We're talking about bless God and we're claiming something that is not. The will of God for your life. Because your situation to you now is so grave and you're like, oh my goodness, this is, this is not working the way I want. So all of a sudden now you're fasting and praying for God to do something you want him to do. I see that so much over the years. So many people have gotten hurt over the years in, in Christianity. And so many people have walked away from God over the years in Christianity because we started playing God and didn't realize it. Because in our mind, this is what should happen. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fast and pray because this is going to happen. What do you think you're fasting and praying doing? Changing God? What do you think you're fasting and praying doing? Changing God's mind? You're fasting and praying supposed to be God. I don't understand. And this is really scary and challenging for me. Will you just give me peace in all of this? Will you just give me the strength to make it through? Will you align me with your purpose and your will so I don't do something foolish and mess up my life? That's what the fasting and praying should be. But oftentimes people are praying and fasting thinking they're going to get God to do what they want. And people have practiced that in Christianity for many years. And they end up walking away from God because they felt like 
this can't be real because I fasted like they told me to. I've prayed like they told me to. You know what I mean? I've gone to the altar like they told me to. I've, I, I went up for prayer like they told me to and nothing has happened. Well, the problem is you are claiming something that God don't want for your life because God knows what will destroy you and what will be good for you. And so when you're claiming something that that's not what God's want, what God wants for you, you won't get it. Don't walk away from God because you have claimed something that God didn't say he was supposed to have. Stay with God. Go through it because here is what I told him this morning. While you have all of these aspirations and while you want to do this and you want to. And that's great. Don't let go of them. Just understand this. God is a parent to us and his main concern to us is that we have a relationship with him and that we're saved. Us as parents, there's two things we think about when we're having children. I want them to be healthy, and I want them to just be have a good life. We're not getting into the nuance of this and that and that and that. We just want them to come out of the womb healthy, and we want them to have a good life. Right? We don't want them going to jail. We don't want them killing nobody. We don't want them living recklessly. We just want them to have a good life. And that's all God is saying to us. But we've got all these other things working. And God is saying, listen, my responsibility to you is to make sure we are in right relationship and make sure heaven becomes your home one day. All the other stuff, they're dressing. All the other stuff is just dressing. Do I want you to experience this? Yeah, but if it's going to get in the way of our relationship, no. There are things that we want to do, but if it's going to get in the way of our relationship with Christ, if it's going to hinder us spending eternity with him, he's going to say no to that. But you don't know all of the things. Listen, sometimes, listen, you know this. You know this if you didn't live for a while. Sometimes it's just one wrong turn, Juan. One wrong turn, and we take a whole life trying to recover from one wrong turn. One wrong turn and we will spend a lifetime trying to recover. And that's what God is trying to prevent. Because if you're trying to spend a lifetime trying to recover from one wrong turn, you will never get to experience having life and have it more abundantly like the Bible talks about. And so God is trying to give you abundant life. But if you force and try to make your way and push your way through for God to give you what you want. And when he does it, you still do what you want. It can be a wrong turn and you will never be able to make it back spending all your time regretting spending all your time regretting upset blaming their other people when all it was was God saying no son no daughter I know it looks appealing that's not for you that's not for you leave that alone you will be fine not having that in your life as a matter of fact give it two or three years and you look back and say what was I thinking Give it two or three years. What was I thinking? John wanted to know. He got tied up in there. And John wanted to know, is he still the Messiah that he said he was? John, you said the Lamb of God. John, you said he was going to baptize people with the Holy Ghost and fire. What are you talking about now, John? Because John's situation got tight. And so... Jesus responded by telling the two men John sent, go back and tell John this. 
The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The leper are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. That's what they went back and told John. That was Jesus' way of saying, come on now. You know I am the Messiah. Just relax. I teased this morning. I said, when that word went back to John, that really scared John. Because none of it says those that were imprisoned were being released. Dead was raised enough. Blind eyes are being opened. Deaf ears don't stop. Gospel preached to the poor. All of that stuff. John is waiting for them to finally say. And people that are incarcerated and they didn't do anything, they get released. John didn't hear that. <laughs> There's going to be time, church, where we're waiting to hear something we want to hear and we're not going to hear it. That don't mean Jesus has changed. That doesn't mean he's not the same. It's just that we're not going to hear what we want to hear, but we still got to depend on him. Woo! Help us, Lord. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever as a Savior to sinners. He didn't change. If you are a sinner, he's still a savior to you. As a matter of fact, in, in Matthew, what is it? Matthew 1, which one was it? Eight, Matthew 1, 18, Matthew 1, 21. Sorry, um, audio visual. This is a curveball. But, but, but he's still <laughs> the savior to sinners. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name what? For he shall what? He didn't change. If you want to go way back in Old Testament, he'd been Savior. You want to come in New Testament? That is a matter of fact. If you go in Isaiah, he says, besides me, there are no Savior. Besides me, there is no Savior. And so, saving back then... And he's saving today. Who is that Savior? The same Savior back then is the same Savior today. He just manifested himself so you can see him and know him and realize who he is. But he's the same Savior. And so he never stopped saving. So the good news, as much as I'm telling you today, so many different things about how he never changes. Guess what? He never changed from saving us from our sins. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful that he never quit from saving us from, from our sins? He never changed. He didn't say, I'm tired of y'all sinning. I've been, I, and listen, y'all been on the earth for so long, y'all should know by now. Your first forefather sin, haven't you learned by now? I'm done. I got to change. I can't be the savior of sins no more. Aren't you glad he didn't say that? Aren't you glad he's not going to say that? Because he will not change. Mm -hmm. The cross upon which he gave himself in death for us hasn't lost his power. The blood hasn't lost his power. He don't change and nothing about him changes. In Luke Chapter 19, verse number 10, the word of God says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. In Romans chapter 5, verse 6, he says, For when ye were yet without strength, 
in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. It doesn't matter how ungodly you are. Christ died for the ungodly. We got to realize that's what it's about. It's all about the Lord reaching lost people, ungodly people. That's what his plan is for all of us. So you don't have to worry if you're in a bad spot. You don't have to worry if you've done wrong. You don't have to worry. You just got to call on the name of Jesus and say, Jesus, will you save me from my sins? I know I have sinned. I know I have lived a life that is ungodly and against your purpose for my life. But today I have heard that you are the Savior for those who have sinned. Will you save me today, Lord Jesus? Will you save me today? Oh, God. When will we get so, so intense and passionate about saying, God, will you save me? I've been living for God for a little bit, and I'm still telling him, God, I need you to save me. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to come this far and miss out on eternal life. Lord, save me. I don't want to start out and go in the wrong direction. I don't want to lose my love for you. I don't want to lose my passion for you. I don't want to lose my desire to serve you. God, save me. God. Keep your hand upon me. God, keep your hand in my life that I will see this through to the end that I can spend all eternity with you. Oh, we all need to pray that prayer. Oh, we all need to say that to him. We cannot take him for granted. We cannot take him for granted because he's always the same, because he never changes, because he's always here. He's reliable and dependable. Oh, God, I know you are out of Oh, somebody, just let's worship him. Just take a moment and say, God, I don't want to take you for granted. I don't want to take you for granted. You've been so dependable. You've been so reliable. And, oh, God, I don't want to take you for granted for how good you've been to me, to us. I don't want to take you for granted, Lord God. I want to depend on you. I want to live a life that is right and pleasing unto you. Oh, hallelujah. 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 He want to save us. And he commanded us to be born again. He can't make us get saved, but he certainly can command us what we need to do to get saved. And he commanded us that we're born again of the water and of the spirit, that we're baptized in his name, in the name of Jesus, that we are, that we receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. That's what he desired. He says we must be born again because he's still saving. Oh, salvation is still available. Salvation is still available. While we're worried about Corona, how about we worry about salvation? Corona can't give me eternal life. Corona can't stop me from eternal life. I need to rely on Jesus for salvation and not worry about all the other stuff. I'm worried about people being saved, church. I'm worried about people being saved. I know sometimes we get caught up into so many different things that are going on in our world. But church, don't we realize that we all have to die once? 
Why we got to wait till funerals to realize I got to get my life right with Christ? Why we got to wait till we no longer have each other in our life that we got to make sure we got to start saying I got to get my life right. Don't we want to get it right before it's too late? Oh, God, help us. We're talking about so many things that doesn't lead to salvation. How about we talk about the things that leads to salvation? I had a great prayer this yesterday morning. I'm telling you, I felt like the Lord just talked to me about a lot of things. And one of the things I feel like the Lord put in my spirit was, we don't talk enough about him. And he, he's not saying that to get you to talk about him. He don't need his ego boosted. What he was saying in my spirit, the way I understood it was, because you're not talking about me, you're talking about so many other things. You're talking about things that are not important, and so you're just cumbered about with so many things. You're consumed with so many things that is not godly, that leads you away from me, that takes your emotions in different directions. So when you talk about all those things and don't talk about me, you're just being tossed and pulled and dragged and pushed in so many different directions, and you can't get to me because you're not talking about me. Oh, I felt that in my soul. Sometimes I'm praying all I can keep saying is forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, forgive us, forgive us. Because we, 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 just, we, we don't realize how much we're playing God. I know we don't intend to. I know that. Trust me, I'm not trying to give you a heart. I'm just saying in the way that we, we live our life, the way we go about our ways, we, we're playing God and we don't realize it. When we say he is Lord of our life, it means he rules our life. It means he's the shot caller of our life. And so we do nothing without him. That's what it means. The only things that we do without him, you ready for this? The only things that we do without Jesus is the lifestyle of Christ that we've incorporated in our life that we can just live out. I don't have to check with him because I've learned this about him and now it's in my, it's in, I embodies it. So now all I got to do is live it out. So I don't have to ask permission. I don't have to go check because that's something I've learned. And so now I'm just living it out. I don't have to check and say, God, should I pray? Because it's now a part of my life. I don't have to check with him and say, God, should I read the word of God today? No, I just do it because it's a part of me. I realize he commands that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So I don't have to check with him to read the Bible. I just read it. It's the things that I don't know. That I haven't read yet. That someone haven't taught me yet. Those are the things that I got to go to him and say, okay, Lord, what do I do about this? What do I do about this? As a matter of fact, listen to me, I dropped this one on you. When there's any kind of, when you have any kind of challenge, when it comes down to relationship, when it comes down to disagreement, when it comes down to someone hurting you, whatever the case may be, don't move until you pray about it. And if you don't get an answer, don't move until you get an answer from him. I tell people all the time, Wait until you feel God direct you before you go and talk to anybody about anything. I've been accused over in the past, in the past for, you know, ignoring things, acting like things don't happen, don't address things. And all it comes down to is I ain't moving until I feel like he has given me some direction. I ain't moving until I feel his nudge. I ain't moving until he, te- he show me in his word what I need to do. And so if there's some kind of disagreement, something that I, you know, some uncomfortable thing about me and somebody or whatever the case may be, I don't move. 
I said, Lord, something is not right here. I don't know what to do because I don't want to go do something and make a bigger mess. So, Lord, until you direct me, until you give me guidance in your word, what to say and how to approach it. And sometimes I get mad and I think this is the way I'm going. I'm going to just tell them. I'm just going to let them know. And by the time God get done dealing with me, by the time I get to them, I'm going in smiling. Hey, you know, the other day, um, I felt like um, you kind of did something that kind of made me feel some kind of way. And I'm thinking this probably was just me. I, I, I don't know. But I, I just, it was something. But I'm just, I was uncomfortable. I don't know what that was. But don't even worry about it. I just wanted you to know. That if you if I looked like I was being weird a little bit, I was a little weird, and I don't know what that was about. And so I just want you to know, nothing, we're good. And I walk away. But before I had that conversation, I was going to give it to them. I'm just telling you, when you pray, when you depend on Him, it, it makes everything better. It makes everything better, as opposed to going and tell you, oh, oh, I'm going to get them. You you even go get yourself all worked up so you can go get them. You know I'm telling you the truth. If you want me to go straight up in the world, you go you go drink something. That's gonna get you fired up. Go so you go get your go get your go get yourself self worked up that you come in the house. Ready to go off. Or you go talk to somebody that get the fire burning. Come in the house, ready to go off. You wasn't depending on Jesus. When we depend on Jesus, what we think we would have done is not what we usually do. I'm telling you, Jesus make you a little punk. <laughs> That's in our interpretation, right? Because we think that I'm coming out swinging. I'm going to get you. Because we, we, anybody hit, we hitting back. That's just how we are. But when you're in Jesus, people hit you hard. And you come back saying, did, did I do something? I'm sorry. My bad. Daddy, look <laughs> Lord help us, because that's not that's not behavior according to human standards. Human standard, you come at me, oh, you gonna hear it, you are gonna get it, something happening. <laughs> the other day when we had the missionary, this is not good. We had the missionary, the missionary had a, a knife that was so big it was like a half a machete. Why that got me going? I bought it. Why did I want a half a machete? There's still some things wrong in me. I mean, <laughs> gotta have me a half a machete. It just feels good because it's just part of the, the evil man that used to be in me. They should run my life. It's good to have a weapon. Oh, God help us. Got, got me a half a machete. Excited. I bought a, I bought a file. I don't know if y'all know what a file is. I'm like, I'm getting ready to shave. I'm getting ready, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to sharpen my machete. I got, I got, a, I got a knife. A ratchet knife, I got a half a machete, and I got a whole machete. Man, because that's just that's that's just the human in you. That like that you do me wrong, I'm coming at you. But when Jesus get a hold of you and you got a hold of Jesus, man, you just a little I'm sorry, man. Did I offend you? I'm so sorry. The machete's at at the house. I, I'm sorry, man. I, I'm sorry if I. 
and you just walk away, you know, just nice and calm because when you're depending on Jesus, that's what happens. But when they did something, you sharpened the machete. Oh, you think it's going to go down that way? I'm going to show you. Help us, Lord. You can depend on Jesus. I'm telling you, you can depend on Jesus. Uh-huh. And he's still helping us to get saved. Thank you, Lord. I say this prayer sometimes to God, you saved me once before, you can save me again. Because what happens is, when we, when, when, when we never knew Jesus, when we were just lost, he, he saved us. He pulled us in. And then some of us got pulled in, and then we start deviating. Then we start, we go, start going off again, and, and he got to pull us in. And so if he saved us once before, he can save us again. But you got to be dependent on Jesus. you got to know what he can do for you. you got to know that he never changes. And if he saved you way back then and you came into church, no matter what your struggles are right now, no matter what your struggles are, just what you've been going through, you got to know if he pulled you in while you used to just be deep down in sin, he can pull you back in again. So all the struggles you have had since you've been in church that, that you, you, you just kind of, uh, I don't want to go to church and you, 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 you don't want to have anything to do with the word. And you know you've been born again, but you just, you're just so fed up, whatever, whether it's hurt or whatever the case may be. And you're just like, ah, and you just find yourself just out there not doing anything real bad, but you're just not being godly. God want me to tell you this morning, he is the same yesterday, today and forever. When he pulled you in, you were messed up worse than what you are now. So why can't he save you even now? Why can't he deliver you again? Why can't he restore you now when you was just a mess before you came to him? Don't you walk away from God and thinking that he changed on you. He never changes. He cannot change. He never did change. You just got to come back to him and submit to his will and let go of what you think things ought to be. Listen, he is the same. He's always been our helper, and he's still our helper today. In Hebrews chapter 13 that we read, um, um, part of Hebrews chapter 13, he, in, in verse 5, it says, Let your conversations be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he had said, God had said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. God is letting you know, I'm not leaving you, my child. You might get frustrated with me because you don't like how I order your life, but I'm not leaving you. I'm not going to forsake you. Verse 6 says, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Man, we in trouble if we don't learn his word and realize he's, he's telling us he's our helper. So, so what, what are we gonna, what's going to be our excuse when he says, I'm here to help you? The only excuse we're going to have, which is no excuse, is, well, God, you didn't help me do this. What? What you want him to do? What you want him to do for you? What you want it? And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come unto me. He's trying to be a help to us. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. He's trying to help us, church. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's trying to help us. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 28. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. 
They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. God is a Father to us. And he knows all the needs that you have. He does. So if you think you need uh, some new shoes today, and, and, and you don't have to go out your way and go get the shoes today. Just wait. You'll be waiting for a long time because you don't need no shoes. None of you in here need shoes. I'm talking to myself too. We don't need any shoes. Maybe one day we ought to we, we ought to take out our best three pair of shoes and then take the rest of them, put them together, and we need to go on a mission trip. Take all of our clothes and our shoes and give them away somewhere in a foreign country and just keep our best few pairs. Maybe that's what we need to do and live on the minimum. See how that feels. So we've been living on the maximum for so long and then get mad when God don't give us more. Living on the max. And then when God don't give us more, we get mad. What, what more do we want from God? What more do you want God to do for you? What is it that you today sitting saying, God, I want you to do that, that, that you think is significant? Because God is standing saying, well, he's sitting on the throne. He's sitting on the throne saying, I just want you saved, saved, and be in relationship with me. Because I know what you need. And I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never not give you what you need. And so trust me, I got you covered. What else do you need from me? What else do you need from him? That's what God wants to know this morning. What else do you need from him when you have everything else that you want? Whatever you want right now, it's abundant. Whatever you want right now is going to take you into abundance status. It's, 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 not gonna, it's not because you need it. It's going to take you into abundance status. We can depend on him. And Jesus is calling out for us today to say, church, my children, why don't you just depend on me and let me lead your life for you so you can really fulfill your purpose. And all the things that you worry about and stress about, they won't be an issue anymore because you won't be thinking about them yourself either. I finish here. Never build your life on people, including yourself. Never build your life on people, including yourself or things. Many of us, we're building our life on people, things, culture, and we don't realize it. We're letting the culture dictate what's going on in our life. We're letting people dictate what's going on in our life. Our government used fear tactics for a long time now, and we talked about it. Why are you talking about it? The Bible says perfect love cast out fear. Jesus is my helper. He said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. 
So tell me why we allowed ourselves to get wrapped up in, oh, fear tactics. Oh, and we got all these conversations going. Instead of saying, people, Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to make a way for you. Jesus have great things in store for you. Jesus know your need and he will supply it. Jesus will take care of you. But we're having the conversation that everybody's having. You think this vaccine is legit or is it something else? Because I ain't taking it if it ain't real. And we're having all these conversations. Not depending on Jesus. What are we going to depend on Jesus? My goodness. People change. Things change. Culture change. But Jesus never changed. We can depend on him. Build your life on Jesus Christ because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can depend on him. You can depend on Jesus. Jesus is victorious because guess what? He cannot fail. There's no failure in him. His power and love and grace are all unchanging and and they cannot be exhausted. Don't quit, church. Don't give in to the devil. Just realize that Jesus doesn't change. And while you might change, and while culture might change, and while things might change, and now you're saying because those things are changing, I need Jesus to do something different, he don't have to do anything different. He's still all-powerful. He still does miracles. He still delivers. He still saves. So while everything is changing, he doesn't have to. But we want him to change because we're experiencing changes. That doesn't mean he needs to change because we're experiencing change. Listen, the children of Israel was in slavery and bondage for a long time. And I believe the reason why they were in bondage for a long time was because they never really cried out to him because they was enjoying the sin of the world that they were in. And so I don't think they really cried out to God. I think they were just enjoying those things. And I think the same can be said for a lot of us, that we're enjoying sinful things. But when they called on the name of the Lord, the children of Israel, when they called on the name of the Lord, it might have took 400 years. But he saved him. And I want to tell you, he has no respect of persons. He saved Israel back then. He saved many people back then. And he's still saving today. We can depend on Jesus. Will you stand with me? Sister Heidi, there's nothing we can tell you. There's nothing we can tell you. There's nothing we can do. I wish there's something I can do. Even in my own family, with my wife and my in-laws, I wish I can do something. But there's nothing we can do when we lose loved ones. Cheryl, nothing we can do. I wish I could do something. That's where we're all so powerless. And that's a big cue to say, I gotta depend on him. Because he's the only one that can raise the dead. He's the only one that can heal and deliver. And so I got to just trust him and depend on him. Because when it comes to that point where we lose our loved ones, it's nothing we can do about it. Only he can do it. 
Only thing we can do is love each other while we have each other. But we can't do anything. Can't do anything. As much as we missed our loved ones, we've all, when anyone in this church suffer any loss, we all suffer loss. Because when you hurt, I hurt, we hurt. And I wish there's something we can do, but there's nothing we can do. And that's what I mean by when I say we have to depend on Jesus. Because there's just some things we don't have the answer to. And what we is going to be. Because what we think it should be doesn't mean that that's what it is. We have to just depend on him and trust him. But church, God want me to tell you today, get it into your soul and into your spirit that you need to depend on him. You need to live your life totally dependent on him and not just taking him for granted. He is doing so much for all of us that we're not even given acknowledgement to in realizing that he is the one. I mentioned this morning, and I guess I might have mentioned still in here, that we are at the place where we allow ourselves to overlook the consistency and faithfulness of people. We can't do that to Jesus. We can't do it to him. We can't overlook his faithfulness and consistency to us. He never changes. He never moves. The Bible says he's the rock. He never moves. He, 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 he is our anchor, as Brother Scarlett preached so wonderfully yesterday at our men's conference. He is just stable. We can hold on to him. We can trust him. We can depend on him. And I want you to get that in your spirit before you leave today. I want you to get that in your heart. Don't leave here today until you get that in your heart that I'm going to depend on Jesus. Don't leave here today till you get it in your spirit and say, I'm going to depend on Jesus no matter what it looks like because I cannot control what's going on. And if I get involved in it, I'm going to be caught like a, like, like a chaff in the wind, like a wave at the sea. I'm going to be just to and fro because it's going to overtake me and overwhelm me. I can't control it. But if I can depend on him, he will lead me through the storms. He will keep me when everything is just so rocky around me. He will be my anchor. He will be my sustainer. He will be my strength, my peace, my joy. He will be my everything. God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. God will take care of you. He will. And you need to depend on him. He will take care of you. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I pray that today. Your word that have gone forth will take hold of us. And oh my God, that we will not leave this room. That we will not turn off our device today without, Lord God, letting this word resonate. And us begin or just declare and say, yes, Lord, we will trust you. We will depend on you. Lord, there's a scripture that says, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord. For God, we are dependent upon you and we trust you. And God, without you, where will we be, Lord God? What can we do? We, oh God, are nothing without you. Help us, almighty God, to get into a place with you where we begin to look to you and depend on you and live according to your ways. 
Oh, God, help us today. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that, Lord, you will order our steps and order our tongue. And, oh, my God, that you will consume our mind with the words that's been spoken here today. And that, Lord, today we will leave this place, Lord Jesus, holding fast to the word of God. We will leave this place today, Lord God, having total dependence upon you. Never wavering anymore, Lord God. Never going in our own ways, Lord God. Whatever you tell us to do, that we will do it today, Lord God. Whatever you command us, that we will do it today, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you will begin to put on the hearts of your people the things that you have what have called us to do, the things that you want us to do. Will you impart in our heart, Lord, and give us the courage to do them and give us the boldness to do them. And, oh, God, give us the faith to walk in them, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, today, Lord God, I pray faith will increase and the power of God will overshadow us to the point, Lord God, where we will trust you, oh, God, for what you want us to do. Where, God, we will know assuredly that you're still doing miracles. You're still doing miracles. You're still with your people. You're still, Almighty God, saving unsaved people. You're still reaching for a lost world, Almighty God. I pray today that you will help us, oh God, that, Lord, we will not walk out of this place today without making a declaration, without trusting, without depending on you, Lord God, and say, Lord, let your will be done. Oh, somebody lift your hands and just worship the Lord before you get out of here. Before you walk out, before you turn off your device, before you dismiss yourself today, why don't you just love him? Put your hands up towards heaven and begin to say, Lord, I worship you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I adore you. Lord, I am totally dependent upon you. Lord, I adore you. Lord, I love you. I thank you and I honor you today, Lord God. I need you in my heart. I need you in my mind. I need you in my spirit. I need you in my life. I want to please you. I want to serve you all the days of my life, Almighty God. Will you have your way today, Lord God? Somebody have your way today in God. Somebody reach out to Jesus. Come on, let God have his way. Let God have his way right now. Let God have his way right now. Let the power of the Holy Ghost move in your soul and move in your spirit. Let God change something in your spirit. Let God change something in your heart. Let God move on your heart and speak to you and give you direction. God is here right now. God is here right now. And he wants to do something in your life. But you got to reach out and say, God, let it be done. God, let your will be done. Not my will. Not my will. But your will be done. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let your will be done, Lord God. Let your will be done, Lord God. Give him strength, Lord God. Give him strength, Lord God. Let the power from an eye overshadow him, Lord God. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would do a work in him, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the 
name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, the work that you've started, will you see it to the end, Lord God? Move on one like never before, Lord God. Let the powerful Lord high overshadow him, Lord God. And help him, Lord God. Oh, Lord, to follow after you, to trust you, to obey you. And I pray faith will increase in his life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Your will be done, Lord. Your power from on high. Let it overshadow. Let it heal. Let it deliver. Let it set free. In the name of Jesus Christ. 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 Father, your will be done. Your peace. Your joy. Your comfort, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Fill her heart with your thoughts. Fill her mind with your words. Let your will be done, Lord God. Let her walk in your peace. Let her walk in your joy and your comfort. In the name of Jesus. Let it be done. Your will be done, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah! Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Somebody let him know you love him. Somebody thank him today. Somebody give him honor. Somebody give him praise. He is good. He is deserving of all our praise, of all the honor. He is the great and mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, church, for just allowing the Spirit of God to guide you. Thank you for obeying and responding to the Word of God today. And I pray God's blessing upon your life, upon your family, and that God gives you strength, and that you will depend on Him all the days of your life. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon. And may the Lord be with you. Oh, thank you, Jesus.